Hello there. Don't be alarmed. We're just preparing your listening device for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. We do this, of course, by filling the radio with water. Don't worry. We're professionals. Thanks to me, you won't even get wet. You see, I've crammed every appendage of my body into the cracks and crevices of your radio, ensuring an airtight seal. By the way, don't touch your on-off knob. That's a very sensitive area. Anyway, I should remind you, we believe in the buddy system just like diving, so don't listen alone. Call your buddy and tell them that Scuba Radio is about to begin. We're going to start a new life under the sea. So, uh, am I going to drown? Of course not. Just stay calm and let the gentle currents relax your every muscle. Under the sea. Under the sea. Did it just get warmer? There'll be no accusations. Just friendly crustaceans under the sea. Where the hell are the sharks? And now, here's your dive guide for Scuba Radio, Greg the Dive Master. And welcome to Hour 2 of the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. Okay, so uh, I am taping the show today because I am traveling on my way to Sapa. You're going to hear all about it next week as we broadcast from the deck of the Caribbean Explorer to live aboard with Explorer Ventures. It's a scuba radio scuba cruise. I got a couple special guests with me uh, that are going to be on there that you're going to meet and uh, hear their stories. Uh, really, I think uh, one of them in particular I know is their first time live aboard experience possibly both of them as well as all the rest of the crew and passengers that are going to be on board it's going to be quite an event uh and going to be my first time out of the country since covid so there's a lot to cover in that regard and we'll get a little deeper into that maybe a little bit later on in the show but first to help me out to uh, kick off hour two is my good friend dr doug ebersall how you doing dr doug what's going on Doing great. Good to see you. I haven't seen you since the uh, Force Blue event down in uh, Fort Lauderdale. That's right. We had a great event uh, that Monday at uh, Lauderdale by the Sea. Uh, that Force Blue event, uh, forceblueteam.org, check them out. The great organization went down, monitored for coral, uh, coral reef tissue Stony disease. Coral Stony tissue loss disease. There you go. One of these days I'll get it right. So you were one of the, you were part of a dive team that didn't include Barry or CJ, right? You went out with who? How many people? Uh, I went out with us, one of the Force Blue guys, uh, and then uh, there were five other people. So we had seven. We we lost two immediately. One had a problem with their BC. One other one had a problem with the regulator. So we were down to five. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Our, yeah. And then, uh, so they kind of went back to shore. And then uh, our uh, combat diver decided to take off swimming, and I was able to keep up with them, and we lost the other three. So oh. uh, for most of the dive, it was just the two of us. Well, these are all special ops, accomplished divers, so they were able to complete the mission, I guess, regardless, exactly. right? But Yeah, but we had a great time. Yeah. You know, the conditions were awesome. And, uh, you know, you learned a little bit about uh, stony coral tissue disease, I assume, right? Yeah, I, I know about that. It actually started uh, here in Florida, and it's kind of unfortunately tracking down to the Caribbean. So they're trying to – that's one of the things the Force Blue people were doing – with the 100 Yards of Hope where they were growing all the corals was to try and see if they could get stony corals with uh, a lot more genetic diversity planted there in some reefs uh, in the Keys in hopes that the the greater coverage and more biodiversity would allow for them to withstand some of that. So they're doing a lot of research. Hopefully they can be helpful worldwide. Right. Yeah. I mean, they don't really know what's causing this for, for certain. They're trying to, you know, zero in on it. The folks down there at the uh, Frost Aquarium in particular, Lad and those group uh, folks that we talked to at the Force Blue event, there, there is a theory 
that uh, some of the dredging projects at uh, Port Everglades possibly have contributed to this. That's one theory that some, when they, you know, dredge the the uh, canal out to make it bigger for the cruise ships, that it released some kind of bacteria or something, and, and that's what's triggered this. But that's just a theory. They don't know. It's just uh, one of the working theories in progress. It could be a number of things. It could be a combination of that and warming water. Or God knows what. Uh, but they're trying to zero it in and at least mitigate uh, the problems that it's uh, creating. Did, did you see anything, by the way, when you were off the uh, coast and you're like, oh, there it is? Or could no, you no, I've, zero I've seen it, it before. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've seen it before in the Keys and stuff. But no, we were fortunately at least the area we were diving just north, as you know, just north of the pier. Uh, we didn't see any of that. We were monitoring for that. Uh, obviously, monitoring for invasive species, and thankfully, we didn't see any lionfish on this particular uh, dive. We didn't anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of trash, so we picked up a lot of trash and marked a lot of trash for uh, for future pickup. Right. Um, that's about it. That yeah. yeah, yeah. When we time. were out there diving uh, at Lauderdale by the sea, I'm just impressed by that little reef right there, so close to shore. It's some of the well. It's I think it's the best beach diving in, in Florida. There, at Lauderdale by the sea by Commercial Pier. What do you think? Yeah, other than uh, Blue Heron Bridge, as far as the critters, you know, the weird things right. you see at Blue Heron Bridge. But as far as coral and uh, your typical tropicals and being an actual reef dive, yeah, Lauderdale Sea is awesome. Yeah, and and they got that new artificial reef they were working on while we were down there. That's going to be interesting to see what that uh, evolves into over the next few months, you think? Yeah, hopefully, because, you know, as you know, most people dive south of the pier. That's where the, the reef is the the prettiest and the most developed and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't really been diving north of the pier before. And then now that that barge is putting in uh, kind of artificial reef north of the pier, hopefully it'll just make it even better up there, just make it even more of an extensive reef. And it'll be up closer to the Plunge Beach Hotel as well. Right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it was funny. You know, the, the day of the event was a Monday, and we did that. The conditions were perfect for the event uh, to go out there with all the Force Blue uh, folks and everybody that participated. And then the next day, you know, CJ and myself went out and did a beach dive right there at the same place. Well, maybe even a little further north, right there in front of Plunge. And the seas had kicked up a little bit, a little bit more of a challenge. We saw these other two divers. Oh, my God. You should have seen them. Dr. Yeah, Gun. I heard that they, there are two divers that were uh, just terrible. Yeah. Getting just pummeled by the beach. Oh, they, CJ they, mentioned that one of them was devilishly handsome or something. I'm not sure what that uh, term was all about. I, I don't know what, what, what his thing is uh, in that regard. But, yeah, these two guys. But thankfully, and, you guys both got all the lobster you needed, I'm oh, sure. Oh, exactly. Yeah, we limited out for sure on the radio. And uh, and we, we did our thing. But these two guys, man, they, they tried to get into a beach dive. And Mother Ocean said, I don't think so. Spit them right back out on the shore, right in front of these sunbathers. And they were laughing hysterically. And I mean I'll the sunbathers, not the divers. Divers were like, the, spitting the out sand. And, yeah, yeah. The, all kidding aside, there is a challenge to beach, you know, to shore diving. You know, a lot of people are used to shore diving like up north in a quarry, or they're you know doing whatever Devil's Den or Blue Grotto or whatever. But ocean shore diving has its challenges, uh, either with the actual surf or the you know the the return of the water back to the water, kind of pulling you know pulling sand and water from under your feet, knocking people down, and right. people trying to get their fins on and wasty water getting pummeled by by waves. It's it's an interesting challenge. It is. Uh, it, it it can definitely work against you. You know, yeah, like I said, you don't want to be those humble. two poor saps that we saw. No way. Yeah, I, I bet you it's probably <laughs> even humbled people as experienced as you in the past. No. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I did. I felt for those guys. I was like, "Gosh, they look so impressive." I, I know. know you, I more mean, you I think see, about it, you could see yourself in them. I'm sure. Well, you know, what they were going through. More I think about it, I think they were uh, a couple of handsome guys. I'm just saying, they look uh, 
pretty well put together before they jumped in the water and got spit back out. <laughs> but it's amazing because people with that kind of just physical specimens and then that kind of shape and so forth to be able to be knocked down by the way it shows you how much powerful how powerful it must have been you must respect the sea that is true yeah i mean beach diving like you said does have challenges and, and lauderdale by the sea is perfect for it really it is but as soon as there's any wind or uh waves like was the case and it's it's amazing how much just one day difference can make you know i mean literally the, the, the day you went diving it was pretty much flat calm then the oh, next yeah, day it was, it was Perfectly flat, calm, 30, 40-foot visibility underwater, lots of marine life. It was beautiful. Yeah. The next day, uh, the boogie boarders were, you know, were in heaven, and uh, it was a little bit of a challenge. Uh, you know, if you wanted to get out there, you could do it, but if you weren't prepared, uh, you're going to get tossed, uh, you know, immediately like these two slubs. So, That's right. Be, I had one day warned. that we actually aborted for that reason. My daughter and I, or our daughter and I, um, several years ago, no, probably 10 years ago or more now, I had gone to Blue Heron, and the visibility was terrible. So I said, well, let me just drive down to Lauderdale by the sea, because it's always, quote-unquote, it's always flat there. Mm. Uh, we showed up, and there was like four-foot, uh, you know, breaking waves on the shoreline, and we kind of went, nah, I don't think this is the right day to get That's in here. That's right. Yeah, I mean, the other thing, uh, you got to, you know, take into account what the current's doing that day. So, oh, absolutely. Uh, the most time, it's, it's pushing north. It kind of depends on the wind and God knows how many factors. But I think generally it runs north. Uh, there, so you got to know if the current's going to get strong, and and where you're going to put in, where you're going to end up, you know. So if if you uh, you, you got to plan accordingly, because if you end up uh, cruising out there the first, or you know, if you go for the go for the gusto, go out to the second reef, and they get pushed way up shore, and then end up in someone's private <laughs> private backyard on the beach or something, uh, you might That's have a long ass walk back. Yeah, why you always need your scuba jet. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, me and CJ did. We had that uh, all worked out. Uh, but yeah, even with the best intentions, it may not go as planned. So take yeah, that. My for, wife and I have planned. We talked about going down there with. Uh, I've got a couple of scooters, and we thought we might just take some scooters. That way, you could, you know, easy scoot all around the first and second reef. You could even go out to the third reef theoretically, but uh, probably just the, the first and second stuff, and just go up and down the beach and have it make it be a nice. Uh, a nice fun dive. Yeah. Or nothing else. Yeah, you work against the current and uh that keeps and drift back. Yeah, exactly. So that that is on my plan. I mean that was our plan that day too. And uh we worked it. It didn't go quite as uh, how we expected, but hey, uh, another uh, another plan for another day. We'll leave it at exactly. that. Right. All right, more with Dr. Doug next on the world's first radio show is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. 
Come as a guest, leave as a friend. It's a philosophy that comes from the top down at Explore Ventures Liveaboards. It doesn't matter if you're traveling solo with a buddy or group. Explore Ventures does the liveaboard dive experience right. For proof, no Explore Ventures has one of the best repeat customer stats in the dive industry. They're also the official liveaboard company of Scuba Radio. You've likely heard us talk about Explore Ventures Scuba Radio Scuba Cruise trips many times, and we invite you to join us on the next one. However, whether we're on board with you or not, I'll bet an Explore Ventures liveaboard trip will be one of the best dive experiences you've ever had. It just doesn't get any better. Save us St. Kitts, Turks and Caicos, the Galapagos, Maldives, Indonesia, humpback whales, and the Silver Banks. New destinations and itineraries are being added all the time. Call one of their talented travel consultants to find the Explore Ventures liveaboard experience that's just right for you. 1-800-322-3577. That's 1-800-322-3577. Or visit ExploreVentures.com. That's ExploreVentures.com. Power, simplicity, reliability. It's what you demand of your dive computer, and Shearwater delivers. Shearwater evolved out of one tech diver's need for a reliable, easy-to-use rebreather dive computer and quickly became the tech market leader. Now recreational divers have taken notice. The Shearwater Tarek is the best, most intuitive, and reliable wristwatch-sized dive computer on the market. Check it out in the entire line at Shearwater.com. Shearwater, dive computers for demanding divers. surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Hello, girls. You uh, have the right station? Oh, yeah. He is a diver and a doctor, too. He's underwater in the ocean blue. Yes, you did. If he asks you for a sample of your pee, don't, this back off. don't you know you'll be in surgery? Whoa, 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 stop. They call him Dr. Doug. They call him Dr. Doug. Call him Dr. Doug. He's moving up his stinking glove. Call him Dr. Doug. Hold on to your butt. Wow. Uh, sorry about that, Dr. Doug, but since you're on, it's only uh, appropriate to play your song, don't you think? Yeah, it's uh, it's entertaining. i got, I got to give CJ that. All right. Well, that's enough for me. Uh, well, this is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master, Dr. Doug, getting ready to travel uh, this week as well. Uh, just like I said, uh, I'm heading to Saba. I'm going to be flying on September 11th. I'm not really looking forward to that, but you're doing the same. Is that right, Dr. Doug? Yeah, we're. Uh, I was actually hoping to go to your trip to save it. That looks like a great trip, but uh, we already had a conflict. We're going to be going to um, a place called Dunbar Rock, which is off uh, Guanaja, one of the Bay Islands of Honduras. So we're uh, actually also flying on September 11th. Uh, so our trip is also September 11th to the 18th, like your uh, liveaboard trip. Right. Now, I was talking about this in hour one with the, the batteries, like in scuba jets and strobes. Uh, we were on a trip with you, and that was a big issue. You're gonna, are you taking your strobes with you on your trip to Guanaja? And are you uh, concerned that you're going to trigger a cavity search when you try to go through uh, security on your way? Yeah, what the yeah you know, what you're talking about is when you and I went to uh, the Red Sea, I guess November of 19, right before COVID. Right. Uh, my nickel hydride, not 
lithium, my nickel hydride batteries, which are for my one set of strobes, uh, I was told to take them out of my check bag and put them in my carry-on, and then they confiscated them out of my carry-on, so I wasn't going to have any way to shoot photos for a week. So we managed to convince the guy at the gate to give them back to me kind of under the under the counter when I showed him exactly that on their website we could have them. But right. anyway, on that regard, the one of the issues with um, with flying to Dunbar Rock is rather than have two, you're talking about traveling, rather than have two 50-pound bags like you would normally expect, because of one of the little puddle jumpers, uh, we're only each allowed one 50-pound bag per person mm. uh, and allowed one carry-on, not the typical carry-on plus a backpack, but one carry-on that you can sit on your lap. Uh, so wow. that prompted me to get new strobes because those, oh, you remember seeing my big strobes, they weigh right. five or eight pounds each. So, yeah. um, one of my buddies who is a rep for CNC, uh, Andy Salmon, uh, has been trying to get me to move to what's called the YSD three strobes they are much lighter and smaller, and very powerful and just run on double A batteries. So when I found the restrictions here on the, on the Dunbar rock trip, it kind of prompted me to get an early birthday present and order two new strobes. So there you go. My old camera right. self will go on my lap and then we're going to take one set of dive, one rec, one, uh, suitcase of dive gear for my wife and I, and one suitcase of clothes, uh, and we'll make it work. Yeah, there you go. That, that should do the trick. Yeah. But you know, flying on September 11th, it'll be interesting to report back on what our experience was. If we see, uh, you know, if we run into any issues with, uh, extra security, I, you know, I don't know. I think, I, honestly, I, I'm hoping it's going to be even safer than normal to travel on this day, uh, being yeah. a special day. However, uh, I you know I, I'm prepared to have to you know give it an extra hour or so at the airport just in case because it might Absolutely. everybody be a little bit on edge. So you kind of have to kind of roll with that a little bit. But yeah, I'm not going to give them any excuse for an extra cavity search by packing some batteries and things like it that. Looks funny, exactly. Yeah, you know. So I'm, I'm skipping my scuba scuba jets on this one, but uh, we'll save that for another trip. But yeah, it is something you got to take into effect. It, you you have any concerns about where you're flying in that regard, just in general, other than no, uh, the really. we're, stuff? We're connecting from Tampa through Atlanta and Atlanta into Honduras, so I'm okay. not. Overly, Where's overly the puddle concerned. jumper then? You, you fly into Honduras and the uh, capital. Into, you, you fly into uh, to. Uh, I think we actually fly to Roatan first. Yeah, we fly directly into Roatan. Uh, then we have a puddle jumper over to uh, Guanaja from there, and then it's like a ten minute boat ride uh, from Guanaja to the resort. The resort. Right. It's called Dunbar Rock, and if you look at it, it literally looks like a rock. Uh, and the entire rock is taken up by this resort that uh, that'll sleep twenty people. So it's basically, mm-hmm. in my opinion, it's kind of like a liveaboard that doesn't move. Yeah, you know, it's it's just for twenty people. Nobody else can be there. There's no grounds per se. There's a pool uh, and a small little beach where you can do some shore diving. But mainly, it's just a hotel and a dive boat. You know, and you go on the dive boats. So apparently, I was talking to Jerry Beatty last week, and he was telling me that. Uh, I don't remember the date, but a, a big hurricane had gone through there back in like the 80s or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there hasn't been a lot of diving there since. So he said that it's known to be one of the most pristine areas of diving in the Caribbean, only because there's just not very many people diving there. Right. So we're looking forward to that. So that should be good. Yeah. You know, uh, Guanaja actually was uh, was on my radar about 15 years ago. And then, yeah, they had a big storm, kind of shut down the dive operators in that area for a long time. And they're just now coming back, really. Dunbar Rock, I've seen a lot of pictures and video of that place. And you, I think you've described it perfectly. It lo- looks like a liveaboard on land. 
And that pretty yeah, much exactly. is what it is. And it's been getting rave reviews. And uh, I've seen them at some of the dive shows, too. So one of these, you'll have to just go do a little R&D for Scuba Radio. Put in a word right. for us. You know, Absolutely. The, uh, we're traveling with a, uh, I'll put a little plug in. We're traveling uh, with the group from Dive Ventures, uh, which is based out of Omaha. Yeah. Um, they currently own like eight or nine dive shops around the country and are expanding. And our daughter is in charge of all the diving operations for them. So the owner, uh, Dean Hollis, is going on the trip with us. And we'd been with him on a trip uh, to St. Lucia uh, last November. Uh, and we were he was telling us that his two favorite places that they go on a regular basis are St. Lucia and Dunbar Rock. Hmm. So we love the trip to St. Lucia and kind of went, if he's going to Dunbar Rock, we're going to Dunbar Rock. We're so in. we signed up like yeah. the next day, and he's going with us, so it should be a fun trip. Oh, I'm sure it will be. Yeah, put in a good word. Tell him that all Absolutely. the rumors and things they've heard about Scuba Radio are untrue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're not nearly that bad. So, uh, yeah, but, but yeah, I, I bet it's going to be a, a great adventure, just like mine and Sabo. Have you been to Sabo, by the way, before? I have not. That's why I was hoping to go on this trip with you this time. It's one yeah. of the places we've not been in the Caribbean. So it, it, everything I've heard is phenomenal. And I've obviously heard all the trips, you know, the re- reports and stuff from the, uh, the trips you've gone on previously. It sounds like it'd be a great, like a great time. Well, it's, it's going to be interesting to compare notes. Uh, after we both get back from our trip and and see how what what we thought of the diving, I mean, I've been to Saba many many times, and the neat thing about that particular island is it's very unique compared to a lot of islands in the area. It's not that far from St. Lucia, I don't think, is it? Yeah, I don't think I'd have to but yeah, but I know it's kind of it's volcanic and it's you know very vertical. It's kind of basically yeah, very the dramatic. Top side topography extends underwater, so it's kind of pinnacle diving and you know big drop offs and all that sort right. of thing. So. Yeah, it was the logic's coming through. It was the backdrop for the original black and white King Kong movie for Skull Island. Did you know that? Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's awesome to be anchored off uh, off the coast of Saba, you know, in the evening and having a cocktail after your day of diving and and looking around for you know some virgin, but then you look for a big hairy monkey. (laughs) Yeah, your imagination goes wild. You'll hear all about it next week. All right, well, uh, good luck on your adventure, and uh, thanks for catching up, my friend. All right, have a great trip. Dr. Doug Ebersol. All right, we got more coming up on the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Scuba. Scuba Radio. is the world's first radio show devoted to diving i am greg the dive master i can't believe it's been so long since i've had my friend uh, jerry Beatty on the show you know dr doug ebersall mentioned him in the last segment so i figured hey let's just reach out to jerry and get him on scuba radio because it's been too long and so we have jerry Beatty. how are you buddy I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad you called because I was having withdrawals from Scuba Radio. Well, there you go. We, we've missed you for sure. I mean, Jerry Beatty. He's you know he's an icon in the industry. Everybody knows him who's in the industry. Yeah, you know, works with Dive Training Magazine, but uh, he's just a great guy, uh, and he's been around uh, a long time. 
And, uh, you know, he has great insight. He can share from an industry perspective. And that's why I wanted to get him on to kind of get an update from his perspective on what's been going on overall. We're going to get into that. Plus, uh, travel. I'm getting ready. Obviously, uh, you'll hear all about my travels to Saba next week. We were actually going to have Jerry on the boat, but he decided, hey, no, we we better wait a little while. And and you're still kind of in a holding pattern yourself. Is that right, Jerry? Well, actually, I get my booster shot tomorrow, so that's about all you can do. Yeah. Uh, so I'm cocked and ready to fly. I'm headed up to New Hampshire to see my daughter. Or she's going to disown me, and then uh, anything that's open in the world is mine. Okay, there you go. So, you know, he's, he's just jumping through another hoop before he'll be just like me. Uh, but maybe I'll lay the groundwork for another visit back to Saba for us, right? You think? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's some new people on the island uh, that I want to meet, and they've got a new uh, director of tourism who I've known for years, and I would really like to sit down and have dinner with her. Save is on my list. Well, it, it's on my list, too, and unfortunately, I'm just going to be able to dive around it, I think, next week. I don't think we're allowed on the island, but once again, you'll hear all about it when we broadcast from the deck of the Caribbean Explorer 2 with Explorer Ventures. So that is coming up. Uh, next week but uh stay close we got more with jerry Beatty and uh, a state of the industry address so to speak next on the world's first radio show devoted to diving this is the worldwide scuba radio network What was it like? I mean, going down there and zero buoyancy, you're floating around in the water. And it's like being on space. Yeah, I mean, that's how I felt. It's that sort of, you know, you can explain how amazing it is to people when they've done it. I think everybody kind of, when people have, you know, dove and, and, and enjoy it, I think everybody understands why it's just that incredible. I just love diving. Won't you tell me where am I? This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. Where have all the good times gone? They haven't gone anywhere. It's uh, it's They've been waiting for us to visit. And uh, next week I plan to do just that around the island of Saba with Explorer Ventures, a scuba radio, scuba cruise. Uh, it's been way too long. And, and, and i got to say, you know, uh, I was talking to Clay from Explorer Ventures just the other day. And he goes, this is your first time out of the country since COVID hit. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's right. I kind of forgot how long it had been. I, and I was with Jerry Beatty, who's with us on Scuba Radio right now. Jerry, what has it been? Like 18 months or something crazy like that, well, hasn't I, I do, do believe the last time either one of us was in the water was when we went to the Maldives yep. after the boot show. And that was, was that January yep. 2020? That would have been correct, yes. Lord. I know, I yeah, think time flies. I think this is the longest I've been out of the water since I learned to dive in 1967. Yeah, but it's weird. Time flies when you're bored to tears and you can't go anywhere. <laughs> uh, still, I, I don't understand how. I didn't think it was supposed to work that way. But, yeah, it just kind of hit me that it had been so long. You know, yeah. we've been taking advantage of some of the local diving that we have in Florida and staying wet in that sense. 
uh, to a certain extent, and I feel fortunate to be able to do that compared to a lot of folks um, in the U.S., let alone around the world. But, uh, you know, I just I didn't realize it had been so long since we'd been out of the country and done a trip. So, uh, you know, once again, you'll hear all about our adventures, both travel and diving related, uh, next week when we broadcast from the deck of the Caribbean Explorer to Live Aboard, which is where Explorer Ventures started their business like 30 years ago. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to kind of getting back in the groove, laying the groundwork to to do more of these and more often because it has, uh, you know, it was kind of the routine. And I'm, I'm out of sync. And you are, too, in that regard, right? No, absolutely. Uh, what scares me the most is uh, I got used to it. Right. I can't exactly. believe I got used to it. Yeah. And and that's a bit scary because I don't want to be used to it. I want to be wet. So true. You've been. Oh, you mean you've been used? Wet. You've been used to stand at home and getting caught up on paperwork and things that we have to do, as opposed to you know just piecemealing stuff together because we're going from one place to the next. Yeah. I, I do, uh, I, you know, the problem with me is when I stay home, I end up buying stuff like a new <laughs> guitar and things that have nothing to do with diving. And, uh, and I, I have done just that and wasted a ton of money. So, uh, but you know, so it's, it'll probably be a, a financial good move for me to, to get out of the, out of headquarters here at scuba radio and do some traveling. But what are, what are you hearing from everybody uh, around the planet on the dive destinations and things? You know, Dr. Doug was talking about, he's going to be going to Dunbar rock next week. I know he's very excited about that, which I know that's a friend of yours that runs that operation, but uh, places like that, are they, uh, are they doing okay right now? Uh, you know, in the islands or are you getting bad reports? What are you hearing, Jerry? Cause I know. I, you know. It, it, it's completely geographical. I mean, where there's uh, low protocols, doesn't take too much to get in, especially for the islands that are letting fully vaccinated in with much, much you know, maybe there's a medical form you fill out. And right. Maybe, uh, maybe they still want you to even do a test at the airport. But it's not like it was 90 days ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it just depends on your location. Just like in the States, where the dive industry is doing well, they have local diving. Yeah. Even if it's a lake, but it's local diving that gets people to get their gear out, put it on. Uh, so they're doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Where there's not any local diving and they have to rely 100% on air travel, it gets a little rough. Right. So, well, it, it will be interesting to, to see what uh, we, well, once again, we're not going to be able to go to the island of Saba and visit on land with our friends there on island. I don't believe, I mean, maybe we'll be surprised when we get out on the trip next week, but I've been told we're not allowed to get on the island because it'll be extra protocols. You got to get through and clear, uh, you know, uh, COVID restrictions and things like that. So we're going to dive around the island all next week and report on it uh, accordingly. But I, I do wonder how people are doing on the island itself. You know, some of the local operators, and Saba and, you know, St. Kitts is the same kind of thing. They got some issues there. We're flying into St. Martin, and St. Martin does have an interesting little setup with, uh, you know, where you have to pay for like a $40 COVID uh, insurance fee that covers things like, you know, if you get go to the island, of course, you got to get a test before you go within 72 hours or 48 hours for uh, uh antigen, you know, uh, quick test. Uh, one of those uh, rapid tests. Um, 
and then you got to do that, but then you got to pay this 40 bucks, and that is to cover an insurance policy that, God forbid, you get to the island and then you get COVID, you will get, uh, you know, put in, you know, accommodations and get those covered for you for the 10 day quarantine period or whatever it is. So they've kind of set up like a forced insurance policy for visitors to St. Martin, which is where we're going in and out of for the liveaboard trip. So, uh, you know, I guess it just depends island to island how they're handling it and yeah. uh, the number of people that can get there and jump through those hoops. I know all those restrictions do create problems for traffic because the more hoops you got to jump through, the more chance uh, people that you know would typically travel go, eh, maybe I'll just stay and go dive down in the Florida Keys Absolutely. or something like Absolutely. that. Yeah. And, and like well, you said, the local dive operators, well, in Florida in particular, have just been on fire this summer. They've just been having you know crazy business, which is good for them. But, uh, but a lot of those folks uh, are benefiting from the fact that uh, we can't travel overseas as easily, I guess. You think? Oh, absolutely. No question about it. I really like the program that St. Martin put together because a lot of the islands demand you have COVID insurance, but, you know, it's all over the board mm-hmm. of what you can buy. And uh, so there's not a line of, uh, I guess you'd call it a line of thumb. Uh, and they have to check each other, each person's different documents. With St. Martin, you just have to buy it. And that's the right. story. Yeah. So it makes everything not uh, not confusing at all. And it's just easy, though. Some people still grumble about it going, oh, I asked 40 bucks. I didn't plan on that. So you're still going to have some grumbling, but overall, oh, yeah. it's a great system. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, you know, it depends on how you look at it. Like you said, it does simplify things for everybody if they all have to get the same you know, entrance fee requirement and, and have that, uh, covered. But like I said, if not bare minimum, it's, you know, another line of peace of mind, so to speak, if if you were to get stuck, at least, you know, they have made arrangements for you to get covered. So you're not hit with some outrageous, uh, crazy bill because some of the stories you hear on some of these people that get stuck or something are, is, is pretty crazy. You no know, question. I mean, it's, no it's question. nuts. So you definitely gotta, you know, make sure you protect yourself individually you know whether it's personal travel insurance or whatever but uh, but you got to know all the different uh changing parameters that each island and destination are are having for their particular place so you're not caught off guard and and stuck or end up with a crazy fee that you didn't expect to have so well, we will see it's bad enough that you should get sick on a vacation but to be sick on a vacation and then get a giant bill and have to write a giant check Right. Makes it all that much worse. Yes, that will ruin your day for sure, let alone your adventure. So I, I, I yeah, and I'll tell you, I, I have planned uh, quite extensively for this one. And despite that, it has changed dramatically over the last couple of weeks as far as my travel arrangements. I had a flight that was canceled. I had to rebook within 10 days of leaving. Uh, you know, I had to schedule my COVID test within 48 hours of leaving and all that. You know, there, there's like quite a few little extra hoops that, uh, that I've had to plan for on this uh, adventure that I didn't, you know, have to before. But, you know, it hasn't been you know, outrageous. It's just some extra things. And once again, I'll, I'll share my thoughts on traveling on September 11th here uh, next week on the show as well. I'm hoping that won't be an issue, but I am packing extra lube just to be careful. No, I, I kid. I kid. I probably shouldn't, but because uh, I'm just going to jinx myself. You hear what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, I'm blushing. There's Greg the Dime Master, Cavity Search. 
you know that kind of stuff but uh but no i i'm thinking it'll be okay you know they'll just everybody's gonna have to plan a little extra time for security uh you know when you're traveling you know in this uh, it, it's just part of the you know you, you just got to roll with it right now right jerry yeah absolutely it's a bouncing ball there's no question about that because it changes every time it hits the deck but right you're a resilient guy. You're not going to have any problems. You'll be the traveling guinea pig. Good. <laughs> It'll be all good. Coming up with Jerry Beatty, we're going to talk about some thoughts on the 20-year anniversary of September 11th. That's coming up next. Would you like to talk diving? Greg the Dive Master's all toweled down and ready to take your call now. Call Scuba Radio at 1-888-88-SCUBA. Power, simplicity, reliability. It's what you demand of your dive computer. And Shearwater delivers. Shearwater evolved out of one tech diver's need for a reliable, easy-to-use rebreather dive computer and quickly became the tech market leader. Now recreational divers have taken notice. The Shearwater Peregrine is a simple, full-color, multi-gas dive computer. It's also the most economical Shearwater dive computer released to date. Check it out and the entire line at Shearwater.com. Shearwater. Dive computers for demanding divers. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving, flying, and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving, flying, and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy. And this is why I wanted to tell you about Nanook Professional Protective Cases. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. From their high-impact NK7 resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook cases generally cost less than similar products currently on the market. From an iPhone to a full set of dive gear, whatever you need to shield from the elements, Nanook Professional Protective Cases has the size, shape, and color for you. Go to Nanook.com. That's N-A-N-U-K.com for Nanook Professional Protective Cases. The evolution of protection. Hey, baby, what's going down? Later, nerd. Are you lacking with the ladies? Nope. Enhance your scuba superpowers with a new scuba radio hat. Wow, nice hat. Just picked it up at scubaradio.com. Buy two scuba radio hats and get free shipping. Need a dive, buddy, sexy? Always, and I got a scuba radio hat for you, too. (sighs) New scuba radio hats are now available at scubaradio.com. So cool. Order yours today, or stay a loser. Prepare to rig for dive! Your surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Dive, dive, dive. Nothing you can say once the dive is done. Nothing you can do that's quite as fun. Nothing can compare, so you plan your next day just the same. It's easy. 
is all you need. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master, Jerry Beatty, with me right now. I mentioned this at the beginning of the show about, you know, 20-year anniversary of September 11th. It's hard not to uh, talk about it a little bit, even though, you know, I kind of said at the beginning I wanted to address it and move on to what we do, because it's hard not to, you know, put yourself in that mindset. 20 years ago today, what were you doing, right? And uh, I was diving. And I'll tell my story, but Jerry, you were, were you doing the same 20 years ago when this thing happened or what? I was actually in Bonaire. I was doing some diving, but when it actually happened, I was in a meeting with Bonaire government. Hmm. And uh, that was quite interesting. It was on a widescreen TV back behind the bar. And somebody said, why are they playing a movie this early in the day? And I looked at it and saw CNN on the bottom corner and said, that's no movie. That's the real deal. Yeah. And, of course, I was stuck in the Caribbean for the next two weeks because there were no international flights. However, I could fly to Curacao, and I went over there for a few days. And then I went to Grenada and spent a few days there before going back to Bonaire. And it was amazing to see how it affected different countries, different people all around the Caribbean, all over the world. Yeah. No, no question about it. I mean, uh, it brought us all together in a way that, you know, we wish we wouldn't have had to do, but some of it was pretty cool how it did that, uh, for sure. Um, but you know, it did create, you know, all kinds of travel changes. I mean, you know, it, it's nuts how things have changed, you know, despite COVID, uh, you know, all these extra hoops I'm going to have to jump through next week is one thing, but just the fact that we, uh, if you compare air travel or international travel before September 11th and after September 11th, is night and day. It's crazy what you have to do now uh, and before the, all this stuff we took for granted. Now, I'll tell you, I was uh, uh, with my buddy Chad Barbe in New, well, let's see, we were in Louisiana. And it was the first time that I had the opportunity to go dive the oil rigs. Have you ever done that? No, I haven't. I've met to. Ever since I learned to dive, because here in Texas, you know, we've got a rigs to reef program where they cut them in half and drop them. And there's supposed to be some really cool species and different things on the on the rig. Yeah. Well, there was no question. We, you know, Chad, who uh, works for he works for Hewish uh, equipment, dive equipment, but he's an old friend of mine. And he said, hey, I have some friends that can take us out to the oil rigs. Uh, I got a couple spear guns. I had never done that. I'm going to take you out there. We're going to go have some fun and and uh, try something new and see some of these big critters. I mean, around the oil rigs of New Orleans and and uh, Louisiana and there, I mean, they. They have reports of big sharks and all these big pelagics and things. And I'm like, spearfishing? Whoa, this is going to be scary. So, <laughs> yeah, it was quite the adventure. And uh, sure enough, we had planned like a, I don't know, a four-day trip. And when the first day we went out, the seas were a little bit rough. We had like a like a 10-mile run in a small, like 20-foot uh, center console boat. Got the crap beat out of us. <laughs> and I was like... Uh, I was not feeling good, but by the time we got out to the oil rigs and and started diving, and uh, you know looking for fish and things like that, we had a good time. Uh, I didn't spear anything. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was more just uh, looking around. But it was cool. It was a pretty uh, pretty amazing experience. And those sites are you know just have fish life all over them. 
uh, I just couldn't hit any of them. <laughs> so probably just it was a good day for them, for the fish, for sure. But uh, it was a great adventure. And uh, we had a big, long day because, like I said, the run was uh, 10 miles each way. And we get back and, you know, have dinner, go to bed, get ready to do the next thing the next day. And and we were staying at a little mom-and-pop hotel. And sure enough, we go into the, the breakfast cafe and the news is on. And, uh, you know, we see the report break in while we're, you know, eating our eggs and stuff. And, you know, uh, the world changed. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what is going on? You know, we didn't know, are we under attack? You know, this is all in real time. And we had driven uh, from Orlando uh, over to Louisiana to do this uh, dive adventure. So it was about a 10-hour ride uh, in a car. So we quickly made the decision, like, hey, look, we got to cut our dive trip uh, short and get back to our families. We, you know, like, what are, what are we going to do? We weren't stuck in an airport, thank goodness. But we uh, were kind of concerned, like, hey, we don't know if this is the end of this. We better hop in the car, pop on the news, and and start heading back as soon as we can. So that's what we did. And we drove back the next eight to ten hours in the car, uh, yeah. hoping that things weren't going to get any worse than they already were, which was pretty tragic. I have not been back to the oil rigs in Louisiana 20 years ago today. So it's still yeah. on my list. I haven't done it because of that. It's just that I've had other things. And I'm terrible with a spear gun. So <laughs> I'll leave it at that. That's why fish love you so much. There you go. All right. So, uh, well, Jerry, always a pleasure catching up, my friend. And uh, next time we'll pick a day that is not so somber. How about that? I'd like that, Greg. I look forward to it. Well, uh, next week, once again, we're going to be uh, broadcasting from the deck of the Caribbean Explorer 2. Live aboard with Explore Ventures. Make sure you join us. Until then, remember, it's always better. Where, Jerry? Down where it's wetter. Safe diving, everyone. If you want to stay in the know If you be there You'll want to be there on Scuba Radio Let's go! Scuba Radio Scuba Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated Scuba Radio This seems the logical place for fish to congregate Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past editions of Scuba Radio Worldwide over the internet at scubaradio.com. So we're in international waters? Indeed so. Tell a friend and buddy up with your radio every week for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Well, it's all very nice here, but we should be going. I miss me wife and me oxygen. Yes, we all miss our loved ones and gases. Let's go. The opinions you just heard on Scuba Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. Okay, you know, what I just heard... Blah, 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 blah. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. Come on, quit yanking me. Scuba diving does involve risk and should never be conducted without proper instruction and training. Oh, what's the worst thing that could happen? I could die. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at scubaradio.com. <laughs>